Two favorite unis here to talk the basics about BTS. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Uni Sarah. And I'm your host, Uni Jude. And welcome to Army 101, new recruits. Yes. Step up. Yes. Attention. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> yes. So, you're dipping your toes in the BTS pool, huh? And want to know more? Mm, welcome. Dabbling a little bit. Welcome. This is a safe space. <laughs> Fall down the rabbit hole. We have the umbrellas for you. Yes. So we are so excited. We've been talking about doing this particular episode for a while. And it was inspired actually kind of when we started recording initially, like back in June. We had friends and, and folks that we were like, oh, my gosh, we started a podcast. You should listen to us, even though you know nothing about BTS. Please support us, right? So um, we had people that are like, oh, no, we, we they listen. They're like, oh, you guys sound like you're having fun. That's great. We know nothing about BTS. Uh, we don't know a lot of the words you're using. Like, we're just so in, over our heads. We just don't understand. And I particularly had a couple friends that were like, Man, if I just knew a little bit more, it sounds cool. And you guys are so passionate about it. I just wish we like knew a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. we were like, well, why don't we do an episode that really kind of breaks down the basics? So that's what this is. So (laughs) welcome. This is your this is your podcast guide to everything BTS. Listen to the soft sounds of our voice as we lead you down this rabbit hole. You'll be getting sleepier. (laughs) Took a weird turn. Now we're hypnotizing you to love BTS. Yes, uh, no, but yeah, it is very hard to get into the fandom. Sometimes there are a lot of things to know, and mm. it's kind of hard to find just like a one-stop shop for everything. And so Sarah yeah. and I really wanted to uh, make this episode so that way, if there's anybody that is new to BTS, especially right now because they're like a global phenomenon, mm-hmm. it's kind of, they're becoming a household name, and we wanted to give you guys something that was almost like an introduction, so that way you kind of had all the basics down, um, and you wouldn't be so confused when you're talking with others that have maybe been in the fandom a little bit longer than you have. Yeah, because I've definitely... um I do this where I will say something or comment or I will reference something that nobody else understands. (laughs) And I just like (laughs) didn't think about it. It's just like part of my well of just watching so much BTS stuff. Um, So I'm really excited about this to kind of break things down as uh, kind of to where we kind of designed this episode based off of our experience in learning, you know, about K-pop in general, about BTS so we try to pick things or, or go. we're going to go over topics that we kind of picked up along the way. But I wish I had kind of known maybe at the beginning because it <laughs> would have been like good Same. to know instead of figuring things out kind of on my own. So, yes, absolutely. So, okay. yeah. So we wanted to just go into all of that and kind of discuss some things. So first things first, mm-hmm. we're going to cover some basics because you got to learn how to crawl before you can learn how to walk. <laughs> So (laughs) that is true. So we're actually going to start with K-pop basics. So the genre of music that is known as K-pop is very different than kind of Western artists. And so there's a lot of things about K-pop in general that we kind of wanted to talk about. It's not BTS specific. 
it's the mm-hmm. genre of music kind of K-pop yes. basics. Yes, and we'll so. weave in kind of where BTS fits in on, yeah, on some sure, of those things sure. and kind of use those examples. For sure, for sure. First off, <laughs> K-pop stands for Korean pop. <laughs> yes. If you didn't know that already, K-pop, Korean pop, um, that's what that stands for. There's yep. also J-pop, yep. C-pop, Japanese J-rock, pop. Yep. K-rock. Uh-huh. There's all different kinds of genres with that letter in the front to symbolize which Asian country it's coming from. Yep, exactly. And um, first basic check. Yes, done. <laughs> we should have like a bingo card. <laughs> People can like play bingo along. So now if you (laughs) So now if you have the square, what is K pop? Check that off. Done. Check that off. (laughs) You just got it. Yes. So yourself a star. Yes. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was K pop starts off where members are it's not even okay. So people Get into K-pop by actually first getting into training with a label. So they'll get signed to a label, but it's not like they're now artists. They have to go Mm -hmm. through sometimes years worth of training where that label is going to invest a lot of money into you. And they're going to teach you how to dance. They're going to teach you how to uh, sing or rap or they or just like expand upon maybe like a base set of skills you already have coming into it, but it's very extensive. I will say, um, it puts people very much in debt. <laughs> like that is, yes. um, kind of an unfortunate, in my opinion, kind of unfortunate. Like this is, that's something that if you're, you know, in training with a label and you're, you know, you you are paying a lot for them to also, like, train you on these things, too. So mm-hmm. you kind of really have to hope you guys like your band as well to pay off all this debt that you're kind of accruing. So it. Yes. So it's interesting. Um, I mean, it is a business. It, it, it's a huge industry, you know, in, in Korea and in partic- obviously Korea and pick came out. Yeah. But um, so that's kind of where it starts. So you get into yes. the training and, and to kind of bring it to, like, the Western side of things, because. That's kind. That's not really how our music and pop acts come together, right? You know, there's usually a group of people. They've had this dream, blah, blah, blah. To bring it to uh, the Western culture, think of it as like acting. Like you can't mm-hmm. just walk in and be like, hi, I want to be an actor in a movie. You have to take acting classes. You have to take mm-hmm. headshots. You have to have a talent agency invest in you in order to get your name out there. So that way you can be in these bigger productions and things like that. So it's a lot like the, the K-pop culture in Korea is a lot like the movie celebrity like box office culture here. Yes, exactly. That, that's a so, great comparison. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So K-pop in Korea is basically their Hollywood. Those are their big, big celebrities over there is their K-pop stars. So they have to go through training. They have to go through all of that stuff, just like how our actors need to go through training here because you don't want to see a bad actor in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which we do anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I personally love it, but that's my niche. (laughs) 
Yes. So, yes. So, yeah. so, training. Yep. So, you go through training, and then once your label deems you ready, you will debut. So, your band will Ooh. debut. You will have, like, your first stage. It, it's televised, you know, a, a lot of times, especially if you're coming from one of the major labels, you know, in Korea. There's a ton of hype around your debut. It's, like, a big deal. Um, yes. And if any of you have seen the new Netflix documentary on the Blackpink oh, yes. band, yep. it show, it starts out that documentary with their debut. So you get to see it's very business oriented. They're like yeah. standing on a stage. All of these people are just looking at them, like taking notes down. They're explaining like this is the next big girl group for YG and da da da. Mm -hmm. And just it's very business oriented. It's not it's very different from like our boy band culture or girl band culture here or even in the UK. It's very business oriented. So um, that's what the debuts look like is kind of to show the the also the business investors like where their money is going. Yeah. Yep. So then they'll yep. do that. They do their their first stage. They like present themselves to the you know to the world that they're out. They're official. <laughs> this is it. Um, they're a bunch of debutantes. Yes, uh, I'm watching Bridgerton <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. So that's what. But yeah, that just I had flashbacks of their debut. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> yes. So then once a, a band is officially out, they are. Um, you know, doing their thing. The next thing we wanted to talk about was comebacks. Yeah. Baby, come back. Baby, come back. So <laughs> this is something that confused me very much when I was a part of the comeback. The first, like, comeback I was a part of with BTS was the Love Same. Yourself tier. And I kept hearing this word comeback. And I'm like, what does that mean? They didn't leave. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. where are they coming back from? <laughs> Like, uh, so what this term means is that they, and I'm actually going to kind of tie this into an era because uh, mm -hmm. like this, those kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, do it. So a lot, what is very popular in K-pop, and I would say not all artists do this necessarily, but it is very common to have albums that come out and they will be kind of tied to either their last album or it's going to be tied to their next album, which is an era. So, for example, mm -hmm. BTS, the era I came in on was the Love Yourself era. And mm -hmm. so when they come out with an album, it's called a comeback, which that kind of makes yes. sense once you have it in that, in that context. They're, they're coming <laughs> yes. back with a new album. So they have a comeback and there's. It's a lot of hype. There is like mm -hmm. so much that is tied to a comeback, which is, you know, it's not just here's this new album. I'm dropping it on iTunes. Mm -hmm. It is like right. a thing. They'll usually. It's a whole thing. Yes. Like they'll drop. Um, they'll drop the playlist, but then they'll also do like a whole usually on V Live. I see tons of other artists do it on V Live as well. It's not exclusive to BTS. But they'll do like a whole hour long thing where they do like behinds on making the album. They talk about the album. It's just like a whole thing. They get interviewed on it, all kinds of stuff. But my favorite thing about an era is there is usually a theme tied to the era and looks. Oh, oh yeah, looks. So there's the costuming, the hair, the foot, like the photos that come out of an era. It's all tied to like the themes of those albums that came out during that era. And that mm -hmm. is where it's at. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. I know. I love it, too. 
And I will say, I also love too, because they sometimes they'll do like BTS will do this in their comebacks. Um, they'll do like a a thing where they'll kind of go over the new album and like explain like a lot of what went into the new album, mm-hmm. like what the inspiration was for the new album, and just kind of break it down and I love that that's my favorite thing because then it gets me really excited Mm -hmm. to like listen to the album and dissect it for myself and know that like this is what they were feeling or this is what they were thinking Mm -hmm. or which one of them wrote it or you know things like that so that's another part of the comebacks that I really love but yes the looks that's like definitely what builds the anticipation yeah for sure and so you'll meant like I hear reference a ton and you'll see a lot on socials like what's your favorite Jimin era or what's your favorite this era and that's <laughs> yes. what they're referencing. They're referencing yes. like a time within their their career. Know. Yeah, like a, their yeah. discography. And we we say it a lot a like on our regular. Yeah. yeah, we say it a lot on our regular podcast. Like we are like oh my gosh, Jimin in the Wings era oh. or oh, don't like get me uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like laughing about RM in like the too cool for school oh, era. Man, that like, hair. Oh man, that hair. <laughs> so yeah, yep. there's a lot that goes into um the the comebacks and and the way that they style themselves and what the look for the and album the is gonna be and how that's gonna yep. tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So but yes, the looks is definitely one of my also favorite things. It definitely builds up the anticipation for the album to even come out. Yeah. You know what the aesthetic is going to be mm-hmm. for the music videos. You know what the general mood is going to be for the entire thing. So I I love that they do that. And then like you said, how the albums will be tied to the last album that came out or the future album coming out. I love about I love that about K-pop culture that they they seem to have like these umbrella themes. Yeah. So they'll have like a larger theme and then they'll release albums under that theme. Like the love yourself theme or the map of the soul theme or all of that stuff. So um, I really like that. And I think that that's so cool. I really wish that U.S. artists could do something like that. And I think that we're starting to see some things like that coming over here into the U.S. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you, I feel like it's pretty common where... For example, like, you'll have a breakup album, right? So you'll have an artist that will mm-hmm. just write a whole album about breakups, and it's there's definitely, like, a theme in there. And so I feel like that's not common, it, but or not uncommon, excuse me. But K-pop takes it to an extreme, and I love it. Totally. <laughs> so cool. And I'm, I love it. I love that. They take it to a whole extreme. I will say one of the ones I can say for right now that I feel like is doing that in the Western uh, culture is Melanie Martinez oh. is totally stealing that and running with it. Yes. She's got that whole grade school thing going on, the K through 12, yeah. the crybaby, the after school. I love that. I think that's so cool. And I, I've wanted more artists to do it. I think that that's an amazing thing. So, um, And I feel like some artists... Artists have probably done it in the Western culture where each album does. I mean, Kanye and stuff like that has done it, but it wasn't put in your face. It wasn't told to you that these albums go together. Yeah. You just kind of make that connection. So that's one big difference that I really love about K-pop is that they do have those like bigger umbrella themes and then they release the albums underneath it Mm -hmm. that all contribute to that one message. Yeah, absolutely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so next, yeah, next mm-hmm. K-pop basic mm-hmm. is gonna be the light stick. Yay! Ooh. 
Woohoo! So it's not just enough in the K-pop fandom to go to the concert and scream your head off. Okay? You don't need to make posters that say things because your hand is going to be preoccupied with what is called a light stick. Yes. Yes. And the this yes. is like that was hands down. I've I'm an old lady and I've been to so many concerts. This particular aspect of a BTS concert is one of my favorite things. I same am obsessed. Same. And yes, like a lot. OK, so the light stick is so cool. So it is like a every K-pop artist like has a different version. They look so drastically different, like mm-hmm. it, like tons and tons of different like creative. Really it could cool. be anything. Yeah. Mama Moose is a radish. Anything. It is a radish, a Korean yeah. radish on a stick, and it lights. And then up. <laughs> uh, I can't. Who's the one that has the hammer that's that has pink. the two hearts on the? Uh, that's Blackpink. Yeah. yeah, Blackpink has the hammer with the two little hearts, yeah. and um, I think I saw TXT's recently. Their new one that they just came out with. They like read. They came out with a new one or something like that, or maybe it was N hyphens. Oh, with their new N-hyphens. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one looked really cool for BTS. Ours is the army bomb and it is literally just a sphere with a little black circle on the top and a little red circle on top to make it look like a little bomb. Yep. Just a little boop. (laughs) (laughs) And so ours is a little bomb. And the coolest thing about these light sticks, you guys, is it makes the audience part of like an interactive light show for the K-pop band that they're seeing. So you take your light stick with you to the concert and you'll you you'll take extra batteries. That is a very big extra extra (laughs) batteries (laughs) and you will connect it to an app on your phone. And it'll ask you if you're doing self mode or stadium mode and you'll click stadium mode. And what that does is it connects it to the light show for the actual concert. Mm -hmm. So while you're watching BTS or Blackpink or Mamamoo or NXT or anybody mm-hmm. or TXT perform, you can hold up your light stick and it will be in sync <laughs> with the rest of the crowd. Like it will <laughs> coordinate the light colors with the rest of the crowd, which BTS is known as the Purple Ocean. Yes. Our crowd when we're there because Usually the encore, all of our army bombs will turn the BTS purple color that we love. (laughs) I miss it so much. I just want to swim in the purple ocean. And it's seriously such an experience, you guys. It really just—it's so crazy. It to eleven. Like it just like it makes you feel like you are. It one, it connects you to your the the arm. You know. Whatever fandom you're in, in that concert, it really connects you to mm-hmm. them. It connects you to the show itself. Each other. That's happening. And yeah. Like, it's just amazing. In the in the last tour we got to go on, like, at one point, they had the army bombs spelling out, speak yourself, love yourself. I was, like, yes. bawling. It was just, like, so, like, rainbow, oh. like, flashing. I mean, it was just, like. Oh, my gosh. It, is, it just yes. really makes it so fun to be in an audience it and you're really, shaking it and yeah. your arms in the air and you're your holding it up will be so sore the next day so sore and if you didn't think that doing the wave in a huge crowd of people could get any cooler yes. you were wrong 
Because when you have an entire group of people, 60 to 90,000 people all carrying lights that are all coordinated with each other and they're all doing the wave, it takes it to another level. Yeah. It's so extreme. I've never... I've been to many concerts like Sarah. I am an old lady too. I used to go to concerts where you'd hold up an actual yes, lighter, preach. not just a <laughs> cell phone. Okay, we were holding up real yes. lighters, and your thumb would get oh so hot. Oh my gosh! Yes, but you'd have to take like you'd have to rotate hands. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you'd have to rotate hands and like you couldn't put that thing back no. in your pocket after because no. it's just going to burn through your jeans. Yep. Um, but when you're at a K-pop show and you already have this light and and I gosh, I've seen many bands before you guys and I used to always, oh, this was my favorite show. They put on the best show, hands down, hands down. Ever since I saw BTS, hands down, that is the best concert I have ever been to because of how interactive it is with the audience and because of how dedicated the whole everybody who's in attendance is there I don't even think I saw one person leave to go get a concession oh no everybody is in their seat until the end and even once it's over everyone just like doesn't want to leave and it is a slow trickle out Yeah, Sarah and I stayed after so we could pick up those, those yeah uh, the little flyers that <laughs> they were already handing out at the door, Oops. but we were dedicated. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what the light stick is. Um, I know, like it it can seem kind of daunting to have to like suddenly buy this expensive light stick, but honestly, uh, it's one of the best investments ever. It's so much fun. Yeah. And not only that, but during a time like right now when we're in a pandemic, we shouldn't be near each other. The virtual concerts are really cool because sometimes they will include the light sticks. So you can connect your light stick to some of these virtual concerts and know that there's other army at home that is like looking at the same color of light as you. I know that sounds so insignificant and small, but I don't know. I think it's just something huge to me that connects me to the rest of them, knowing Mm -hmm. that like we're all shaking the same (laughs) way and it's the same color. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> Simple thing. And I actually, I, I, I kind of do want to tie this into, because since it's so much a part of the fandom, I also want to mention that it is also very common in K-pop for your fandom to have a name, like a collective name. Right. Um, yes. Which we yeah, talk true. about a lot. Obviously, like, we're the army as, like, you know, fan, like, diehard fans of BTS. That is the name of our fandom. But that's not specific to BTS. It's just very common in K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot say that I know a lot of other fandom names. I know Blackpink's Blinks, which I think is super cute. Mm-hmm. Someone's got like... It's it's So like to bring it to Western culture, uh, oh, Lady yeah. Gaga's got Oh, I'm a monsters, little monster for sure. Or, oh my gosh, I love... Little monster. Kesha's got her animals. Yeah. Beyonce's got the beehive. Yeah. Like... It's like that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that that's definitely something that um, that is is signing is is coming through here. It's it's uh, something that's coming over to our culture, um, and something that I think is easy to translate into uh, anything over here. So I wonder if you're confused yeah. by why are they called? I Army? wonder if the Beatles it's had like a the fact that what I wonder if Beatle fans had like. A fandom name. 
or something like that. Or like Elvis know. Presley. You know what I mean? Like these kind of iconic bands that had such a following. I've never looked into it. And I'm curious if they like had a name for themselves. Like I wonder where that actually started. You know what I mean? I wonder. It's really yeah, interesting to think I about. Wonder. I don't know. Maybe we'll do research on that later. <laughs> the Beats. The Beats. <laughs> the Beats. <laughs> we are the, the Beats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I wonder. Hmm, we'll have to see if we can find somebody that was part of the original Beatles yeah, fandom. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, or like right? Elvis. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. huh? I yeah. wonder. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> so, Did you hear him sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> He's such an no, old man. Oh, kitty sneezes yeah, are so cute. That. Yeah, my cat's still laying down here, and he just put his paw over his face, like shut. Yeah, up. no arm intruding <laughs> I'm on my done nap with right you. now. You guys are annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so to bring it kind of closer to home, um, it's it's along those same lines. Yeah. So oh, for sure. you know, if yeah, you were, that was a good point. That's I, not I unique to K-pop, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, yeah, and that's actually so it it, it is unique to K-pop, but. If you think about it, not all pop. I mean, I was a Backstreet Boy fan. I didn't have a name that's for true. myself. I just liked Backstreet Boys. If you liked NSYNC, that's cool. You know, like it wasn't anything. I think it, it leaned more towards some of the divas yeah. around here. Like the, the divas in our culture have these followings and they have those kinds that's of true. things. So, um, yeah. you know, it's it's along those same lines, which just goes to show you what K-pop is in that culture. We have multiple things in our culture that are really big. And Korea, they have their K-pop idols. That's like their really big, big yeah. thing. That's their big part of their celebrity culture. Sure. So big, in fact, that they even have their own social media type platforms, yeah. which is what we're going to get into yes. next. Yes. So, what a, that was such a good transition. <laughs> I'm so good so at good segues. segues. <laughs> Um, yes. So the first one we wanted to talk about was V-Live. And you may have heard us reference this before. Um, If you've watched um, any videos on our YouTube, which is still kind of a baby channel, but we've got a couple of videos up and we we do reference V-Live. This is a, um, it is a social media platform. You can, you know, you can find it on a web browser. I have it on as an app. Um, like phone. on my phone or my iPad. Yeah. And basically just tons and tons of K-pop artists, K-pop uh, actors have, um, you know, mm-hmm. are on this. It, it's just Korean culture. You know, big celebrities are use this app, VLive, to upload videos and, and messages. And they can yes. interact with their fans and, like, chat with them and, and things like that. Um, yes. It's where... For, you know, kind of, again, to talk about BTS, um, they have their run BTS that is um, uploaded into VLive. Each, like, -hmm. individual members will do VLive live streams. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of, like, it's their birthday and they're going to chat with ARMY and that it's usually over (laughs) VLive and things like that. So, yeah. And then... And the only thing that we really have here similarly would be like when a celebrity gets on Instagram and does like a live yeah. video. The only difference is Instagram is for everybody. V Live is specifically for like K pop 
K-culture fandom. Yeah. Like, it's specifically for that. So um, you're going to get those live streams. It literally looks like a member of your favorite K-pop group sometimes is FaceTiming yeah. with you. And the other really cool thing about it is as they're doing these videos, they get to see the comments that people are saying to them as they're recording their videos. So they can respond to some of the questions and things that are being answered. So it also just brings you a little more closer to the idol that you love or the k-pop band that's your favorite you get to see um, a human side of them and just see them kind of just chit-chatting back and forth so um, that's what I think is really cool about it Um, the other one that that the k fandom has is weverse which has cost Sarah and me so much money weverse Weavers, yeah. I will get you for this. So Weavers is actually <laughs> specific to Big Hit Entertainment. So, mm-hmm. man, they when did Weavers come out? Maybe two years ago, year and a half. It's still I don't know, but it's I taken know. over my life. Yeah, since it's, then. it's it's <laughs> relatively new, I would say, and it 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 was created by Big Hit Entertainment, and it is very similar to V Live. Um, but they. And I mean, it was a smart move business wise. <laughs> so they um, totally. they're able to, you know, really control a lot of what they do. Like they don't have to rely on neighbor who runs V Live. Like this is a big hit entertainment run platform, um, which is really cool. But tied to it is the Weaver shop. <laughs> so this is where Oh. Any artists that sign oh. to Big Hit Entertainment through various labels, uh, their merch, their merchandise is sold there. <sighs> and that's where a lot of our money goes. So thanks, Weavers. So much yes, of our money. They take it. So much of our but money. But worth it. <laughs> so the last thing, yeah. Last thing so, I wanted to talk about. Just kind of yeah. K-pop related. Like broad K-pop. Yes. Is biases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biases, everybody. If you don't know already, I mean, this is kind of like one of the first things that you should know. (laughs) Um, But when I think back on it in Western culture, when I was back into BSB all all those years back and then eventually got... You know what's really... I actually liked Together. I was like a really big Together fan, even though they were like a spoof (laughs) band created by MTV to make fun of boy bands, but I loved them. So... I'm going to stop claiming BSB because I was also like I love together. But there was nothing called a bias. You just had a favorite one. Who's your favorite one? That's what a bias means. Who's your favorite one from the group? Who is the one that you would want (laughs) to marry? Who's the one that you want to go on a date with? Who's the one you think's the cutest? Blah, 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 blah. That's your bias. So my bias is sugar. Has been since day one. Always will be. And Sarah, we all know. J-Hope! Which is why we're (laughs) such good friends. Because (laughs) (laughs) our biases are also very close. So we are very, you love your bias. You're loyal to your bias. You don't betray your bias. Until you get wrecked. Bias Um, wrecked. (laughs) Until, yes. Until you get bias wrecked, which is the next one we're talking about. So bias wreckers are other members of a band that just like steal your attention. They're coming after you. They're coming for you and your bias. And so so my bias wrecker is Jungkook out of BTS for sure. 
And oh, all the way. <laughs> My bias wrecker is V. All day long, it's V. Now, biases and bias records can change. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. There's no harm and, on that. And no in, harm for example, um, for BTS, if you, some people don't choose a bias, and that's totally fine. They're OT7. They yeah. love them all. They can't pick. It's, that's yes. totally fine. The bias. And OT7 means yeah. one true seven. Oh, yes. Thank you. I so, just that. in case you didn't know, because some people will see that, you know, my bias is OT7. Well, what does that mm-hmm. mean? That means that all seven of them are their favorite. They don't have one that they single out that yeah. is their favorite one. Yeah. And I would say, mm-hmm. um, for me, kind of when I was kind of, like, J-Hope is absolutely my bias. And I kind of came at it as, like, yes, the man can wear a purple jumpsuit. Mm, don't get me started. But... <laughs> That yes. dumb jumpsuit. But uh, the, one of the main, like, a huge reason, I think, and I see this all the time, like, just comments, like, I feel like when you're kind of, you you have a bias, it's really someone that kind of you relate to, your personalities are maybe a little similar, or you just, like, kind of see yourself reflected a little bit. For me, that's the case for sure. Like, little, I relate yeah. to J-Hope on so many totally. levels of just, like... Just I see him do something and I'm like, I do that exact same thing. <laughs> and like, you, mm-hmm. yeah, I so I think too. it like. And that's another thing, too, is like you can you can kind of see who someone's bias is going to be like I like Sarah and I were just talking about guessing someone's bias, yeah. guessing who their bias is going to be. Like, I think we love so to do that because it it is so fun. And it is. I think you're absolutely right. Like so much of J-Hope, Sarah's energy is a lot the same, like. They're very happy, sunshiny people. Like, they are always in a positive mood. Like, you're not ever really going to see Sarah, like, in a really bad negative mood. And, like, I'm very much more of a sugar. Like, I will care silently. Like, I will care and pretend like I don't care. (laughs) But, you know, I care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely a Sundari. Like, I'm like, I care about you, but, like, only behind closed doors. Like, don't, don't go telling everybody how nice I am. Definitely, I definitely gravitate to people like that because I am a lot like that. And um, so I I love that biases are like that. However, though, I can honestly say Sarah and I both oh, love absolutely. all seven members of BTS. Yeah. We love yeah. all of them, like every single one of them. There's not one that I dislike. There's not one that's my least favorite. They're all my favorite. It just so happens that Suga is the one that always catches my eye and V is always yep. the one that's stealing it. And I'll say in a healthy fandom, <laughs> you should not see animosity towards other biases. Like people that Correct. have a bias on someone else, that should not start like some sort of drama or war. Like Mm-mm. that's one of the things I do like about no. the army fandom is you, you don't see that. And I don't see that. I mean, I'm not looking no. for it, but I don't see it. I like everybody either. like really stands the whole, every member of the band. And so when you see another person, like a gym and bias, I'm like, yes, get it girl. You know? <laughs> so yes, yes girl. Yeah. Get it. There was so many times when, like, I would be on, like, the Facebook groups or anything, and people would be like, you guys, it's my birthday, Jimin's my bias, like, can you flood me with pics? Yeah, I'm like, boom, <laughs> getting all the Jimin pictures for you. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. like, one of my favorite things about the fandom. And, and just to talk about fandoms in general and kind of go into what that means, like, being part of the fandom doesn't just mean that you like the same band. It kind of is like a community yeah. for you. Like... 
There have been so many, Sarah and I have talked about this on the podcast. There have been many a time when we've been, you know, out and about. I mean, I was just at my daughter's school, like at her orchestra concert. And there was a lady wearing a V, the, one of those school jackets, the Letterman's jackets. And it had V on the back with the 95. I spotted her from like a ways away. And I was like, <laughs> that girl like BTS. I like ran up to her afterwards. I was like, hi, do you, do you want BTS? immediately chased her down and she's like yeah bees you know i haven't listened to the new album and just completely went like you're my best friend Mm -hmm. we're talking so sorry i know you're trying to leave but we had to talk about bts now and that's that happens a lot like it happens anytime i go to the mall if i see somebody that likes bts and one thing i think is so cool is it doesn't matter age gender race nothing like you like bts i like bts let's talk about it when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, with that, I mean, I think I want to kind of pop into the band. So we've kind of covered a lot of yes, yeah, let's go so into we've the covered overview. kind of K-pop basics. Now we want to get into BTS basics, essentially. So, Ooh, mm. all right, let's get into it. Oh my gosh, let's get into our time machine <laughs> and go back, back to 2010 and 13. <laughs> Yes, so we wanted to talk, we're going to keep it fairly brief, like the history of BTS, because there's a lot there, and honestly, there's like YouTube compilations that'll probably go through this a little bit better than us. I'm a visual person, like I need that. So with this being an audio medium, I want to keep it kind of brief, and more I want to spend time on talking about each individual member, (laughs) because I love them so much. Okay. Yes. Same here. So it's okay. I kind of want to just breeze through the, the history. Just kind of touch on some things real quick. And you hop in. Hop in. Uh, just cut great. in. Uh, great. All right. Y'all. So BTS began 2010 through 2013 was their training auditions and training. So um, RM was actually the first one to kind of audition um, for at the time, like the big hit label had just been created by Bang PD. Bang PD was a producer at the time, a a very, very popular in K-pop, but he decided to create his own label. And so the label itself was very unknown, no money. I mean, this was the first artist that, you know, he was putting together and RM was the first to audition. Bang PD had heard of him. He was RM at the time, had kind of a couple different rap names, but he joined BTS, um, or rather the label at the time, as Rap Monster. And he rap, you know, RM had already kind of had kind of an underground following a little bit. So Bang PD had heard of him. He mm-hmm. grabbed him to the label. Then between 2010 and 2013, they had other auditions. And so this is kind of where um, he started accruing the members. So Suga and J-Hope were... Added next to the band, um, and that made up the rap line. RM, Suga, and J-Hope are the rappers mm-hmm. of the group. And then they um, added the vocalists, which included Jin, Jungkook, yes. Jimin, and V. And Bang PD selected every member for this 
banned, which is great. And before I kind of keep going, mm-hmm. I just want to mention one of the things that I loved and really kind of, I feel like, set them on this path that they're on now, which really stands them out against K-pop, is Bang PD started this label because he wanted to get out of bubblegum pop. He wanted yeah. K, you know, he wanted to have reason behind the music. Yes. Yes. And his vision was to defy prejudices and discriminations primarily among the youth there in Korea. And, and if you so want he, a a good kind of sorry to cut you off there, but if you want a no, good please. a good short watch for the history on K-pop, um Netflix has a really good documentary called Explained and they cover the history of K-pop going all the way back to the 90s I love that. with yeah. Sao Teji mm-hmm. and the boys and all that stuff. And it kind of shows you how the market happened. So for Bang PD to go out and do something like this is a very big deal. It would be like going yes. to be like an indie direction, like an indie director trying to make a million dollar blockbuster hit. Like that's yeah. what the scale of this is. So if you need a little history on K-pop um, and, and where it came from, definitely check out Netflix. Netflix explained it's like a 30 minute documentary and it does a really good job. Perfect. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. And then last thing I'll mention, you know, part of the vision of his new label was also he really wanted to be able to blend genres of music, incorporate different things so that it spoke to more people. Um, yes. At the time, again, it was very bubblegum um, and it didn't speak to everyone. It was like. Like, I feel like a little bit, I hear this today, it's not for, it's like for young people. This yeah. Is young people music. Yeah. And he wanted, he didn't want it to feel that way. He wanted right. anybody to be able to listen and kind of relate to the music and performance. I will say the rap line is what got me. Like, I wouldn't have been interested in K-pop before that like all you know it's very dancey and like very happy yeah. and bubble gummy like you were saying and the rap is what got me into it the the guys that were just throwing out these killer rap verses i was just like oh my gosh this is even respect i can respect this even in the u.s respect. not speaking that language <laughs> yes <laughs> so i i'm like a huge hip-hop file i love rap and so when i heard these three guys just killing it in Korean. I was like, oh, man, these guys are so good. And then the vocalists mm-hmm. on top of that, not to discredit them at all, but I'm just, it really did do what they what he wanted. It spoke to a wider range of people. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, so they assembled the group. <laughs> assemble. And BTS <laughs> Assemble! BTS Assemble. <laughs> and they debuted on June 13th. 2013 um they debuted with their first album which was called too cool for school with the title track no more dream y'all please go watch the music video if you haven't (laughs) seen it oh my gosh it's probably one of my favorite eras just because of the fact that Jimin and Jin oh, look so oh, uncomfortable. Oh, they do not look like <laughs> yes, <this laughs> they are not, not anything yeah. close to what they are now. Yeah. But it is very rap centered. It's very heavy, really heavy very beats, very R and B. And they were very much on that BTS. Well, okay, so I mean, I guess when they first debuted, they weren't known as BTS. They were known as Bangtan Sonyeondang, which means. Yeah. Bulletproof Boy Scouts is what that translates to. So they yeah. had this really tough image, like 
bulletproof vest like really Chains. we're not gonna take it like yeah. everybody say no like very much like not you know they were against authority they were resisting you know they did what they wanted to do they had a dream and they were gonna achieve it no matter what anybody said so that's kind of where they started obviously it's not where they are now they're very different from how they began but they did have to mm-hmm. come in really, really aggressively and really hot because they were from a very small underdog type label. Yeah, absolutely. And since they debuted, they've released albums in these in series, the eras that we've talked about, mm-hmm. the themes for each era have definitely switched gears um, along the way. I would say probably run was one of the, I would say, kind of the changing point for them a little bit. Yeah, um, I agree with you. And just kind of the tone and kind of the direction that they went, which, um, I mean, it's great. It still has, like, it's still BTS. It's just, yeah. you know, they kind of went a little bit of a different direction. And they really started to gain a lot more traction in the U.S. with, um, the Wings tour in 2017. Yes. yes. I would say prior to 2017, they already had a pretty good following in Japan, Thailand, kind of other Asian countries. Um, by about 2016, they actually had pretty, I mean, they were very well known before they mm-hmm. kind of broke into Western The U.S. Culture. market, yeah. Yeah. And, but they did that. Um, they did that in 2017 with the Wings era. And then when they released... Um, this is what I joined the band, so I'm very excited. Um, in 2017, towards the end, they came out with the first in the Love Yourself series, which was Love Yourself, Her, mm-hmm. um, and their title track, DNA. And that's yes. when they got into music award shows here in the States. They got a little bit of radio time, not a ton, but they started to get a little bit of radio time. They started to get interviews with... Ellen and like um, all kinds of stuff. So that's really kind of when they started making traction here. And they've just Mm -hmm. been winning tons of awards since debut. Even I mean, their their first year out, they won all kinds of awards that they were not anticipating because they were such underdogs. And they've really gone through a lot. I don't want to go into it too much here because there's like, again, lots of, you know, interviews and things that you should go on. All I day, know. yeah. But they, really they just did. worked so, yeah, so hard to get like they—they they are a global phenomenon right now, and they all weren't born with a silver spoon. Like all of these guys did not come from big money. Like they did not come from you know, parents handing things down to them and things like that. It wasn't anything like that. They had to work extremely hard to get to where they are today, and they worked so hard for every second and every cent of it and that's part of what makes i i feel like what makes the bts fandom so dedicated because we know this we know that they worked so hard for it and that they were kind of like the industry turned their nose up to them a little bit oh, and yeah. kind of made fun of them a little bit like oh look a at lot these bulletproof <laughs> yeah a lot i'm being yeah. nice a lot of it look at these bulletproof boy scouts who do they think they are they're not even from a reputable label they don't even know what they're doing who do they think they are and now look at them they're the first korean band to break into the u.s markets to have hits on the billboard hot 100 they're the only ones that sold a million records in 2020 like 
these are big deals. So they've worked very hard for everything that they've they've earned. And so it's really nice to see it come to fruition. Yeah. For so, sure. Now that we're done talking about that, yes. we should talk about each individual member. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so we're going to talk about each member. However, yeah. we are doing our Patreon bonus content right now where we are going in-depth on each and every member and spending about 30 minutes on each one. So if you are wanting to listen to more, then definitely go check that out. Subscribe and donate to our Patreon and then you'll yeah. have all of that bonus content as well. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So do you want so to So let's turns? go oldest to youngest. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You go ahead and start. Okay. I'll start because then you want to cover Shook Up. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with the oldest member, uh, Kim Sook Jin. Jin Kim Sook Jin. 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 Worldwide Handsome. Yes. So, um, so uh kim suk jin's stage name is jin and is he jin. yeah so he's the oldest member of the band he was born december 4th 1992 his hometown is guachion 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 um yes so jin before he joined the big hit label was actually in acting school um he got discovered because uh an employee of Big Hit saw him getting off of a bus and like liked story. his face. And so Ugh. he invited him to audition. And so he got added, had no prior dancing or singing experience. And so he had to learn everything from scratch. I mean, everything. He, yeah. And he, I think Jude mentioned it earlier. He did struggle with the initial concept of the band. He like, this tough guy act was not really I mean that wasn't really him and so if you actually watch a lot of like early footage he's pretty quiet he's yeah. pretty quiet he doesn't say a whole lot um he felt I mean I've uh, he's talked about in interviews how he just felt very insecure during this time where he felt behind because he you know he didn't have prior experience mm -hmm. and this concept just really kind of didn't fit with him right so once he was able to you know, kind of break out of that initial idea for him, this persona he was supposed to have. He really flourished. And, oh, yes. You know, and, and the gin that we know today is worldwide handsome. He blows, you know, kisses to the <sighs> blows fans. Blows the kiss in the air. He winks at everybody. He's Roses so goofy. all the time. Yes. yes. And he's just, like, full of life. He's so cheerful. Dad jokes. Yes. Yeah. And he's just so goofy and, and we all have a whole episode you know just on Jin so oh, I love Jin he's like one of he, I feel like he's a very much along the lines of J-Hope where he's like a light of BTS yeah I yeah. love Jin I love Jin a lot he's very sweet uh, and he's yeah. worldwide handsome and those shoulders girl if you're a shoulders girl <laughs> yeah. like this is your boy this is the okay? bias for you, <laughs> is bias for you cause he's got shoulders for days for days, okay? for days. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that but he is uh, one of the oldest members of BTS but he's not the leader of BTS and we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the leader 
Yep. But um, you'll hear us call him Kim Sok Jin or just Jin. And then also Worldwide Handsome is one of his nicknames. Um, mm-hmm. And then also Eat Jin. He has yes. his own YouTube channel where he, he loves to cook and he loves to eat. Um, he's been known to say that eating is like when he's happiest. Um, and then also to mention about him training with his vocals. Um, his vocal coach actually said from him starting he didn't have a ton of vocal training. And he worked the hardest to get his voice to where it is now and that he was one of her favorite students still to this day. I love that. I love that He's a powerhouse. I mean, he is a ballad king. If you haven't heard or watched the song Epiphany, (gasps) it's trending right now under politics, actually, strangely. But (laughs) if you haven't seen that video or heard him do that live performance, go pause us and go do that now because it is one of my it's my sad time song. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so like my good. total sad time song. So he can yeah. belt out a a, ba- a ballad like nobody's business. Yeah. All right. Next, the next up, this member. Ooh. Okay, the <laughs> next member we're gonna cover is Mr. Min Yoongi, mm-hmm. aka Suga. Mm-hmm. Now, he also has a couple other names. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll call him Min Yoongi sometimes. We call him Suga. Suga is actually something that he got the nickname of because of his basketball position. Mm-hmm. He was the shooting guard. So Suga. And then also we can call him August D because mm-hmm. that's his solo name when he does his solo mixtapes, which are also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born Did March 9th, 1993. His hometown is Daegu, Korea, and he already had some fame underground in the rapping scene. So he was a little mm-hmm. bit like RM, where he had already been making a name for himself in the underground rap scene. Mm-hmm. And OMG, you guys, he's one of the best lyricists ever in the world. Not only that, but his work ethic is extremely extremely hard like he works so hard there is a story within the fandom where he was working two jobs while training to be in bts and he was working as a bicycle delivery boy and he got hit by a car in a hit and run accident and he Mm -hmm. was so dedicated to making his work happen that he just continued to go and work both jobs without mentioning anything about his injuries and when bang pd and big hit found out about this they gave him enough money to quit his second job where he had gotten injured and told him to go get the proper care that he needed to get in order to take care of himself. And then he joined BTS, like, Mm -hmm. for real, for real. So this guy, he's not only a rap and lyric powerhouse, but he's also a producing powerhouse. This Mm -hmm. guy loves music. He can play the piano. He can make songs. He's won awards in Korea for producing music. This guy is one of those intelligent people when it comes to music he's one of those guys that can like see and compose music in his head mm-hmm. and Shuga. i love him yes. i love him so much he has a dog her name is holly yeah one of my favorite nicknames for him is little meow meow <laughs> little meow meow yes we will call him little meow meow sometimes because he does look like a little kitty cat and he acts like a cat he just wants to he nap does all the act time. like a cat there's one thing that i love that he does he scrunches up his nose which is cute mm-hmm. 
he show he does like this smile where he shows his gums. Yeah, and then he does like smile. a side gum. But one of my most favorite things is when you hear him rapping and he's going into a verse and he's just killing it. He does this tone in his raps where it looks like he's looking at you with like both eyebrows up in the middle like, are you crazy? Like <laughs> that kind of look. I love it when he goes into that. <laughs> it's true. That is so funny. I love that. So he's the second oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sarah said earlier, he is the second one to join the group along with J-Hope. Yes. Which leads me to J-Hope! J-Hope! Yes. <laughs> so, so J-Hope is his stage name. His name is um, Jung Ho-Suk, which I... Sok? Jung Ho-Suk. 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 J-Hope. <laughs> <laughs> J-Hope! J-Hope! <laughs> um, and a couple other nicknames. He has Hobie, Hobie. Sunshine. Yes. Yes. Um, I call I like I call him Hobie a lot. I do too. Yeah, it's just so cute. Like Hobie, just the word itself is adorable, mm-hmm. and I just feel like it matches him so well. I agree. And it's so cute. I agree. <laughs> yes, but yes. J Hope and his his little phrase is what? Oh, I'm your hope. You're my hope. <laughs> J Hope. <laughs> yes. yes. Actually, I think I said that backwards. You're no. I think that's how he says it, right? That's right. Yeah. That's okay, right. Good. Um, I got nervous because I was like, I don't usually say his, <laughs> his thing. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do him a disservice right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he was, um, he's part of the 94 line. So he was born in February 18th, 1994 from Gwangju, baby. And Gwangju. he already prior to joining BTS had also, you know, seen a lot of kind of built a name for himself in the underground dancing scene. So he's mm. like a street dancer. Uh, popping, locking, like if you listen to Chicken Noodle Soup, he will talk to you about <laughs> all the dance styles. B-boy like, style. Yes. So he's, you know, he was already like a well-known street dancer um, in Guangzhou. And um, so when he joined, he actually initially was being considered for for vocals um, but then kind of quickly became a rapper and he did not have prior experience rapping. And so he has talked about interviews really being influenced and guided and coached by Suga and RM, which I think is really cool. And I think I you think can so tell too. J-Hope, his rap style has definitely evolved and really become his own um, mm-hmm. out of kind of that, you know, that first era, you can tell, like, he it wasn't his own style yet. Like, he, right. you know, he, he definitely has, has grown that. And now he absolutely has a style, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I feel like his dialect is so present there, too, that it really contributes to his style. That really fast, 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 slow. Fast, mm-hmm. fast, 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 slow. My mom's dialect is the same. So, like, it's fast, 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 and then, like, really drawn out and kind of, like, dips down and up in volume. And I think that that really makes his uh rap like parts of the mm-hmm. song so special yeah <sighs> i love j-hope he oh, me too <laughs> he um yeah i mean the other thing i'll mention he's definitely also one of the members that is very behind the scenes like is kind of the backbone of the band like he is very known for being so supportive and really like, he's the main choreographer, or not the main choreographer, but he's kind of in charge of, like, partnering with all their choreography teams, and he 
he's very, very heavily involved in the choreography of this band. And, mm-hmm. and I think um, that's something that I really like because he has a teaching style that I think is very supportive. And yeah. you see that in videos and you see that, like hear about that in interviews and stuff like that. So he's, um, he's just so cool. I love J-Hope. <laughs> he is so cool. <laughs> yes. I love him too. Yeah. And now we're going to cover the leader of BTS. The leader of the band. The leader of the band, um, <laughs> Mr. Kim Nam Joon, otherwise known as RM. So I'm sorry if you guys get confused. This guy's got a ton of names. <laughs> he really so, does. <laughs> <laughs> he a ton so, even before he joined, too. Even before he joined, he had so many. So originally, he was a rap monster, which formed into RM. Mm-hmm. So that's what we currently call him is RM. But you'll often hear ARMY refer to him as Kim Namjoon or Namjoon or Juni. president. We talk about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So we talk about him in multiple different ways. You'll hear the same thing with the other members that we've already kind of covered. Um, but he is actually the leader of BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born on September 12th, 1994. His hometown is Ilsan. And he was like, like Sarah was saying, the first one to join BTS, the first one to join the big hit label, and he is the leader because of the fact that he can speak English. Um, he taught himself English by watching Friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, not an easy feat. Sarah and I tried to do the same thing by teaching ourselves Korean by watching Boys Over yeah, Flowers. Did, did not, not work. Did not but <laughs> no, we might have to give it three more watches. Yeah, I think so. But. Um, that should just tell you how much of a genius this guy is. Yeah. Like he can learn an, an, a completely different language just by watching a TV show. This guy has so much poise and so much dedication, and he is such a professional. Not only that, but his lyrics are so metaphorical and beautiful. Yeah. Like, Very philosophical. Sarah, and, mm-hmm. yes. And, and his solo stuff, he works under... Oh. Uh, Mono. Mono. Right? Yes. Yeah, he has two mixtapes. The most recent one was Mono, and I'm obsessed. Yes. <laughs> so good. And Sarah Sarah really loves his solo stuff, and I do too. I gravitate more to Suga's solo stuff. The reason why she gravitates more to his is his is very poet. Like, it's like poetry. Yeah. It's very metaphorical. It's very self-reflective. It's a lot of imagery. Like. Mm-hmm. It's self-reflective, yes. Um, whereas Suga's is more like philosophical, realistic, like in the moment, like mm-hmm. hard type truths. And then you um, got but, Hope World, which is just like. And then you got Hope World, which is just like and, a mm, jam. Mm, you mm, just dance mm. and get your groove on. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so RM's got an amazing, he's just such a leader. Like he, he's very much, you'll see him a lot in some of the background footage and some of the video content, just making sure every member's okay. They know what they're going to say. They know what they're going to do. They know where they need to be. And he's the guy that kind of coordinates a lot of that. Make sure they're on their best behavior. Make sure that they're not goofing off when they need to be serious. Sometimes it doesn't work <laughs> and you'll see him. <laughs> There's like a face that he makes when he's like, he's like upset. It's usually with the younger members. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like kind of like rolls his eyes up to the back. Yeah. Like, oh, the younger members are driving me insane. And it's it's always the young ones. It's never the ones that are better well, I don't above know. Jin him. Jin gets them sometimes, I feel like. <laughs> no, yeah, Jin does too. But it's so hard for him to say anything mm-hmm. like uh to Jin because Jin is older than him so he does have to respect him in that culture you have to respect someone that's older than you so but he's the leader of the group 
he does a lot of the translating for when they do English interviews and when they're on Ellen and stuff like that. He does a lot of the talking for the other the members and translating back and forth for them. Um, so, yeah, that's the leader of BTS. Mm-hmm. And now we'll get it to the Macme yes. line. So um, next one you want to talk about is on the 95 line. So Park Jimin. Jimin. Park Jimin, our baby angel. Yes. So um, his stage name is Jimin. He also goes by Mochi, our sweet baby Mochi. angel. <laughs> Our sweet baby. I, I I always call him my sweet baby. He's just so sweet and a baby angel. I know. <laughs> and he's a fellow Libra, October 19th, 1995. So um, I'm excited to share uh, Be Pumpkin Heads <laughs> with Jimin. <laughs> um, and Jimin is from Busan. And before he joined BTS, he was a classically trained dancer. He comes from a very, um, like a very renowned dance school. And we talk about this a ton. Jimin Graceful. is an amazing dancer. Jimin and J-Hope are definitely probably the strongest dancers um, on the team, but very different stylistically. Where J-Hope came totally. from more of like a street dance. Um, Jimin came from a very, like B-boy. a more contemporary dance, very classically trained. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he also really had to work on vocals. He was not a singer, you know, prior to, to joining and um, I think he's gotten a lot more confident in his vocals, which I'm super happy about because he's got the voice of an angel and he should be oh, I like, agree. so confident about it. But very early on, like a lot <laughs> of um, uh, a lot of just um, concerns about his voice, concerns about his weight. I mean, there was kind of like he he struggled, I would say, you know, the concept, yeah. you know, we've mentioned earlier was, again, very they wanted Jimin to be a very masculine <laughs> like uh, hip-hop like in your face and i think he was another one that once they kind of let him just be himself he really blossomed and thrived i mean jimin is just like very sweet but also very sassy he is probably the most like androgynous member i would say like he Mm -hmm. gender fluidity with him i feel like i don't know that personally but just like how he presents i mean he will be you know like, he will wear, like, a blouse that's from, like, the girl, like, the female Chanel line. And he will rock it because yeah. it looks amazing on this, in this outfit. Like, he just seems mm-hmm. to be very, I feel like now, you know, a lot more comfortable with himself. He's able to express himself a lot better. And I love yeah. seeing that. And I love Same. seeing that for his fans as well because you may, mm-hmm. you know, be struggling with, you know, gender identity or something like that. And he's someone that just kind of really seems to embody both, which I think is really cool. I would say he's one that I notice a lot of the younger army that that he's got them all for like biases. Like that he's one of the most popular biases with some of the younger, Mm -hmm. the younger crew. Mm -hmm. So, um, Oh, I love Jimin. Oh, I just love him. (laughs) I just want to like squish his face. I know. (laughs) I just want, I want a Jimin hug. So bad. I talk about this all the time. Same. I just want a hug from Jimin so bad. <laughs> just like me too, because he seems like he would just like care yeah. so much. Like you would be able to feel yeah. how much he cares for yeah. you. Some people, like the little squeeze. you can tell, are just good huggers. And I feel like Jimin mm-hmm. is it, and I want in on that. I I do too. <laughs> yeah, Jimin and Oprah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
that order is how I'm on the hook. Jimin and Oprah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, now to go to the completely opposite side of the yeah. spectrum. We're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> my bias wrecker, Mr. Kim Tae-young. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as V. v. So. V. So we call him V or we call him Taeyang or Kim mm-hmm. Taeyang. Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. We don't really have. Tay-Tay. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Tay-Tay. He is also part of the 95 line. He was born December 30th, 1995. Mm-hmm. Happy belated birthday. Um, and he was also, he was born in Daegu. Mm-hmm. And he was the actually the least known of the team and was actually kept a secret right up <laughs> yeah. until their debut. And... I mean, I can understand why. That guy has some looks to him. Like, this guy is probably one of the most striking looking when you first see them. Yeah. Um, you you know, it's, you can immediately tell him apart from the rest of the group because he has got some striking looks. His voice is so different from the other vocals mm-hmm. in the group. He's got that lower register kind of baritone mm-hmm. uh R&B style yeah. voice, I would say. So he kind of, like you were saying at first, like when they're doing this tough guy scene, you know, he didn't fit in great, but he wasn't as, he didn't stick out as much as like Jimin and Jin did. But then when they finally let him get to do what he wanted to do, he started to come out with these really soulful, really mm-hmm. like sexy slow jams. Yes. And it fits <laughs> So perfectly, Sarah and I did not know. No, we did not know. What <laughs> we, were we did not know into. what we were in for. <laughs> so this guy is definitely. I always like to refer to him as the Prince of yeah. BTS, not like Prince of royalty, but like Prince of Prince Purple Rain yeah, Prince. The okay, this guy known just like <laughs> correct. He, this guy just oozes like sexuality and sensuality. He just looks like. That like very passionate, artistic, very like artistic, very style, uh, like very stylistic, very fourth world. Yes, yes, very stylistic and very fourth yeah. world. Like he, he's one of those ones that you know you ask for like a sandwich and he gives you soup. And it made sense to him. He though, gave you this, you know, and it made sense <laughs> to him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just a very different view on life, and I love mm-hmm. it. It's. Yeah. Me too. He seems like of the bunch, he'd probably be the most diva-ish. Like, I don't get... Oh, I totally. Don't, like, I definitely am basing this on nothing, but I feel like <laughs> B is very much a diva. <laughs> Sarah and I have even talked about this before. He's, like, the most temperamental. Yeah, like, he pouts. He, and- <laughs> when he's... He pouts and he's a sore loser and he doesn't very like competitive. to lose. He wants yeah. to win. He's very competitive. Yeah. So he's definitely like one of the most temperamental. We've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Like, can you imagine being in a relationship with that guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be all over the place 24-7. <laughs> but that's what you get. You know, the hotter, the crazier. <laughs> and he's gorgeous. So... <laughs> Yeah, but he's also, I mean, to counter that, also incredibly sweet, kind of childlike, I would say. Oh, and yes. just like really adorable. And his dog. And is, very gentle. Yes, yeah. And he has the cutest yes. dog, um, Yontan. Oh, Yontan. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love Yontan. He's so cute. Yes. It's a little Pomeranian. Know, he's so fluffy. Oh, so cute. And he just loves that dog. Yeah. And you know what else, too, I will say? 
as far as like the V Live and the Weaver stuff, I feel like Taeyong, see, I'm calling him Taeyong V, like very much likes to connect with yes. Army through there. Like he loves to post pictures he and chats comment back and, and see comments mm-hmm. and chats directly. And yes, he's very, very active. Um, included with the fan. Mm-hmm. Yes, very active and interactive with the fandom. And and I feel like he is one that also during this pandemic year really missed army a lot yeah all right and speaking of missing army really bad why don't you go ahead and talk about our baby yes um he's uh i always say this word wrong but the golden macnay the golden macnay golden macnay yeah macnay um so he's the baby of the group he is um, from Busan as well. So him and, and Jimin, both from Busan. He was born September 1st, 1997. Um, he debuted very young, like 15, I think. Like he started training at 13 mm-hmm. and they debuted at like 15. Um, but he yeah. was, um, very highly sought after actually. Like he, they've talked about, he, he's talked about it in a lot of different interviews. Like he had, there were major labels that were trying to get him and there, um, and on it, and it was because he has a tone to his voice that is very unique in that I would say his tone out of the vocalist is a lot more of a Western style, like style sound, like a Western pop artist. Like he sounds very much like he has a similar tone. And so I think like these labels saw that and they were like, we need this guy, (laughs) you know? Um, but mm-hmm. he joined BTS in large part because of RM. He had, you know, he had heard of RM and he thought RM was so cool. So he joined BTS. <laughs> um, but I love Jungkook. He is my bias wrecker. I relate to him a lot in that he is kind of, he's very artistic. I'm not saying I'm artistic, but um, he's very artistic and he he's kind of an adrenaline junkie. That's why I relate. He loves to, yeah. like, roller coasters and they'll bungee jump and he's just like all about it and it's so fun to him that's me too so i relate in that level um but he is the main vocalist he sings Mm. so beautifully um he likes to do a lot of covers he'll pop them up on like twitter youtube and he um and he's like he's so sweet and i love kind of we like as a as a fandom you know for as long as you've been in the band or you know uh, you know even if you're recent you really do get to see him grow up I mean he debuted so young and there's so much footage of him you know throughout this process like you really get to see him and the other members too but him in particular um you really get to see him grow um a lot you know physically (laughs) and vocally and I mean yeah like, he was so little and tiny, and now he's, like, very muscular and just, like, like very strong. And a man. I mean, BTS was even at his high school graduation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so um, I just, I'm a big fan of Jungkook. I think he, I his V-Lives are probably my favorite, him and J-Hope, obviously, but Jungkook has very good, like, boyfriend vibe V-Lives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, yes, he does. Him and Jimin yes, both. It feels they like have they're very FaceTiming boyfriend you, vibes. and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, so 
Yes. Anytime I'm watching either Jimin or Jungkook's yeah. V-Lives, I always feel like I need to be looking at the screen. And if I move away from it, I hurry back. Like, oh, gosh, they yeah. can't see me. But then I realize that they're not yeah. even talking to me. <laughs> like, they're talking to everyone. <laughs> so, yes, if you want the boyfriend vibes, like, I also relate to Jungkook, too, because he loves a good, like, being silly yes, moment. He's very like, he loves and being goofy. He loves to, like, play pranks and, like, pinch cheeks and give wet willies. Like, he loves doing that kind of stuff. And I'm very much like that, too, when I'm feeling, like, silly or uppity. And he's just, oh, and he also is, like, the baby. Like, the rest of the group takes really good mm-hmm. care of him. Like, there's footage of, of him falling asleep on a couch and one of the older members putting a blanket over him or putting a pillow under his head and, you know, making sure he's fed enough and making sure he's eaten enough or making sure he's got enough rest or water or if he's comfortable. They all kind of babied him for a long time. They still kind of do. And I think it's so cute because he's now this big old muscly bunny yeah. rabbit. So. Yep. I would say probably one of my – I love – all the friendships that they have within the group. But one of my favorites is Jungkook and Jin, like the oldest and the youngest. They have such a funny Mm -hmm. friendship. And it is, it cracks me up because traditionally you would not disrespect your elder as much as Jungkook disrespects Jin. And And he speaks to him informally all the time. It's so funny and I love it. And Jin is just, like whenever those two are together, Jin is equally as childish, and it is just so fun to watch. Oh I yeah, love it. <laughs> it is so much fun. I do love it. I also love Jungkook and Suga's relationship because it's very grandpa yeah. and <laughs> like grandson. Yes. I love that. Oh. They're not old enough to. They're not far apart to be that way. Yeah, <laughs> but. They very much do. Like, Sugar will light up when Jungkook's doing something really good. Like, oh, yes. boy. Just, like, so proud. And then Jungkook will, you'll kind of catch him, like, look back. Like, did you see? Like, did you see me do that real good? <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot of friendships that go along. Tons of different mm-hmm. dynamics. We'll likely do a Tiny Jams for you yeah, on I think that. That's... Mm-hmm. And just kind of cover all the different relationships. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the basics of BTS. That was the 101 of K-pop and um, kind of the hitting the ground running if you don't know a lot about BTS. So hopefully this tapped your curiosity enough to make you want to go find out a lot yes. more. Start with Run. Run BTS on V Live. That will run. get you in that rabbit hole. And... If you want to join me on my journey to make my sister army, we have uploaded <laughs> some. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we've uploaded on YouTube our first video, but this will be running content where I'm having I'm I kind of strong armed her a little bit into watching run episodes with me. She's been so <laughs> gracious about it, and it was so fun to record. So that's something we're gonna be uploading regularly on YouTube. So that. You guys are going to love I Jacqueline. Know. She's so cute. I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are going to love hearing her little take on everything and kind of hearing like what she thinks about everything. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. We're trying. Yeah. But shh, don't tell her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it is a really great place to start if you're kind of new to the fandom. Like it really helps you under, like get to know each member and kind of learn their personality. So run BTS is great. Yeah. Um, but I think that's... Yes. And if you are new yeah. to the fandom and you want us to cover something specific in our ongoing episodes, get in touch with us. Tweet us. You know, hit us up on Instagram. Hashtag We Got No yep. Gems Podcast. If you want something specific for us to cover, we oh. got you. 
We got Let's you, boo boo. We'll yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know if there's something specific you want to hear or if there's a specific Tiny Jam episode that you want us to do. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Yep. But along those mm-hmm. lines, just in general, please check us out. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We do have a Facebook group that's semi active <laughs> and. Um, also a <laughs> Patreon. So if you like this content, want to hear more, um, please, uh, feel like if you can as well, you know, donate to our Patreon. We have a ton of content there. Lots and lots of tiny jams, uh, going up into the Patreon. So, yes. And for those of you that are like me and just like to do the bare minimum, like Yay! and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode where we just got to talk about all the things we love about just k-pop and bts which obviously this yes, is what just we're all BTS. about <laughs> oh you know it yes. all day long all day every day and as always <laughs> Bora-hey. Bora-hey.